So from the time I was 16 until about five years ago, I struggled with addiction. I, you know, started by smoking weed and then, you know, eventually graduated into opiates and then heroin and meth. And I went through so many different treatment programs, uh, counseling, you know, individual counseling, group counseling. I was incarcerated a number of times and I lost people. I, the person I, I loved most in the world, my, my boyfriend, my best friend, he died of an overdose the day he got out of treatment, uh, for opiate addiction. And so I've, I've been around the block and I was also in and out of the rooms in, you know, AA and NA. And it was really hard for me to figure out the actual problem and how to create a sustainable solution. Because in my mind, I was so entrenched in these habits of reaching for something outside of myself in order to feel better, or so I thought. And the concept of going into the rooms and saying, hi, my name's Amanda and I'm an addict. There's no fucking way I was going to get behind that. I've been raised Buddhist and um, follow many of those traditions. And the other part is saying that I am powerless. There were just so many issues for me in traditional treatment programs that made it really hard for me to figure out how to create a new life, which is what I was about. I I don't believe that I have to say every single day that I am an addict and I am powerless in order to grow beyond addiction. And that's what I was really trying to do. And that's what I've figured out how to do now. So we're going to talk about how we can transcend an addiction. And addiction is just a system of uh, beliefs and actions, placing some kind of power outside of you in order to ease the pain of the moment, to feel better, you know, in the future. And so we're always moving from where we are trying to either avoid pain or seek pleasure. So it can be drugs, alcohol, sex, perfectionism, work, um, pleasing, people pleasing, gambling, shopping. We all have some kind of ways of being where we're putting, giving our own power away to either the past or the future or someone else that takes us from being able to be here now, which is all there ever is. So transcending addiction and redefining recovery means that we are transcending the identity, the way of being that is associated with addiction, no longer identifying ourselves as an addict because that is not who we are. It may have been a part of our story at some time, but it does not define your future. 
or you. You are so much more than what we would call an addict. And redefining recovery means instead of moving away from addiction or saying that we're in recovery, we're actually moving beyond, transcending beyond this whole concept of addiction and being an addict. Because it's not really recovery, it's transformation. Yes, we do recover, and yes, you will recover, but then you, you're you a whole new person that, that doesn't have to deal with the same issues that you had before. And this doesn't mean that there you won't have desire for things and, you know, see yourself maybe moving in the direction of something you did when you were in addiction. It doesn't mean that that'll be totally gone. It just means that you're no longer that person. And the way I see that is, so in the Buddhist tradition, they have their version of the 12 steps. And the first one is saying, I acknowledge my inner life condition of hunger and take full responsibility for changing it. So what do we mean by this inner life condition of hunger? It means that inner insatiable desire to fulfill some, you know, thing that you think you need in order to feel good. And like I said, we we all have our own versions of this, some more detrimental than others. So as we evolve spiritually, while the the big material, you know, obvious addictions fall away, we begin to notice smaller um, or what we might think of as less significant forms of this in our life. So it's not about no longer having any problems. It's about becoming the solution. And the best way to become the solution, well, there's a number of things, but the the first one is meditation because meditation actually allows us to gain a broader perspective and insight into our own mind our own inner workings and dialogues so that we're not just acting on these thoughts or you know feelings we have there's actually the the space between the thought and the action. You're able to perceive things differently so that you can make different choices. And I'll just say for myself personally that it was not until I started meditating every day that my life really began to transform. I won't say that I hadn't made progress before that, but this actually enabled me to change the way my mind worked by becoming the observer, creating some space between my mind and my concept of self. Because we're always going to have thoughts. There's always going to be stuff going on up there that we kind of might wish were different. But meditation actually allows us to see that thought, recognize it, hear it, whatever it is, and choose something else. And 
how I redefine recovery myself is instead of focusing on this thought that I wish weren't there, you know, this negative self-talk, I could actually replace it with something I that I do want that's good for me. So instead of trying to get away from the problem, we're filling that void with our what we're creating for the future, like what we really want. And I lived so much of my life like pretty confused and frustrated as to why I was getting the results I was getting because I I knew that I was not pleased with with how my life was, but I really didn't know how to how to create a different one. It seemed so far away. Like I felt like I had such little to no control over myself that I was literally just at, you know, at the behest of my own thoughts. It was like I I had that voice of inner Amanda or higher Amanda, but then at the same time I was not acting in alignment with who I know myself to be. And that actually creates a lot of pain in itself. This, you know, cognitive dissonance where you're saying, you know, family and friends and, you know, honesty are important to you. Those are your values, but you're not actually living them. So when I started meditating, it gave me the ability to like say, oh, that's why I'm not feeling good because I have this thought going on in my mind that's telling me, you know, I'm not good enough and, you know, it, this life would be so much better with some dope right now. And instead, I'm like, oh, okay, well what what is it that I I really want and replacing it with those desires for what what you want in your future. Because your reason for being here is not to you know, live with this monkey mind enslaving you and creating basically a disaster in your life. You're actually here to create something unique and special that only you have to offer. So our awareness is so incredibly powerful because whatever you focus on grows in power. And meditation gives us this greater awareness to choose different thoughts. And as we start choosing different thoughts and doing things differently, the rest takes care of itself. Your external is just a reflection of what's going on inside. And addiction really just comes down to, you know, daily habits, usually, that are destructive to you. So what do you do? You replace it with positive, more healthy habits. So I started meditating. I started doing yoga like every day. I got a dog who's amazing and we went for long walks in nature. You know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be something big, but it just, you, it has to start with something small and that'll begin to grow and power and momentum and entirely transform your life. And redefining recovery for me is instead of going to meetings and identify saying I'm Amanda and I'm an addict and I'm powerless, you know, actually thinking about that and and the power of our words. I mean, in the Bible, 
It says, at first there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And I'm sure I butchered that, but my point is, the power of your spoken words is incredible. And whatever we say after the words, I am, is what we're confirming to be true in our lives. It's what we're saying that we believe is true about us. So do you believe that you're powerless or do you believe that you have the power to create anything? You know, they say the opposite of addiction, it's not sobriety, but it's connection. And I just love that. I love it. So our life is not about recovery and sobriety. It's about connection, creating new connections, becoming more connected to yourself, your true self, your higher self, and with others, creating those positive connections with other people where you actually, you know, show up as a a friend or daughter or wife or husband or brother, whatever it is, but you're actually able to connect with these people and create connections with people who help you become the best versions of yourself. And that was huge for me. And I kind of, you know, I wouldn't say I consciously chose all these new connections I have now so much as the old ones just fell away. That'll happen when you go through like a year of jail and treatment. I just was so done with that whole life and all those connections I had to those people because it was um, it was harmful to me and they, they didn't really care about me. Um, we were all just trying to get high. So I became more connected to myself through meditation, through yoga, which it integrates. Yoga will help you integrate all of the new information and processes and tools and growth that's happening within you all the time. And a big part of yoga and meditation is is the breath, because the breath is what integrates mind, body, and spirit. So many of us breathe so shallowly, like in our lungs every day, and that actually stimulates the sympathetic nervous system. It creates anxiety. That's That's how you breathe when you're being chased by like a tiger, when you're not safe. But when we breathe deeply into our bellies... It stimulates a parasympathetic response, a calming response. It's telling your mind, body, and spirit that you're safe and it's okay to be you and that you are enough. All of this stuff is going on internally all the time. We're breathing all the time. So why not make the conscious decision to breathe deeply into our bellies and and let ourselves know that that we're here for you and it's okay and I love you and you're enough because when you're constantly in fight or flight that's when you're always reaching for something else to you know quote unquote save you it's a survival mechanism and at some point you know we created these neurological pathways and responses and connections to what we perceived as a threat That caused us to go, you know, do drugs or drink or, you know, sleep with random people or gamble or watch porn. You know, whatever it is, we're we're doing that because we feel unsafe for some reason. 
that we're not good enough. It's like, it's not a, it's not enough for me to just show up as me. I have to, you know, do this and, you know, make sure everybody's happy with me. And I, you know, it creates this, you know, illusion of not enoughness, like that you have to somehow camouflage who you are because, you know, it's, it's shameful to not have control over this thing, which you think you should have control over. And so one of the easiest ways to regain that control and that awareness is through our breath and mindful being. Meditation allows us to create new neurological pathways and it gives us the extra second or two between stimulus and response for us to choose something, you know, differently. And every time you choose a different response, it creates new circuits in your brain. And mindfulness is the process of actually being aware of what is what what you're doing right now, how you're feeling in your body. That was such a foreign concept to me. I didn't know what it meant to be in your body. I was so disconnected from my own body. You know, they say like the body is a temple, but I certainly wasn't treating mine as such. Like I, I, I had no concept of, of taking care of this bodily, this physical vehicle that, that we are given to experience this uh 3d reality i mean it's a gift and if you're not going to care for yourself then then who is you deserve your own love more than anyone else in the world because you cannot give what you don't have so it's learning to see things differently through our awareness, through our perspective, instead of looking at, you know, how far you have to go and how like fucked up your life is or seemingly, you know, fucked up. It's, you know, looking back at how far you've come. It might feel like nothing is happening right now or that you're, you know, not where you should be and you should be further along and, you know, look at all of the things that are missing. But just like look back to where you were a year ago, two years ago. You're a completely different person. We're creating something new all the time. The problem arises when we just keep creating more and more and more of the same and wonder why we are where we are. <laughs> oh, man, I've been there. So when we become aware of the present moment and our bodies and, you know, what's going on with us emotionally and just accepting that for what it is without having to change it or be something different or, you know, push the pain down, but just, you know, that it's okay. It's okay to be me where I am. Everything that happened to me was for a reason and I have a purpose for being here. Even if you don't know what your purpose is yet, you know that there you're not here on accident. And the more we can create these new neurological pathways and be calm and relaxed and in the moment and just aware of, you know, 
the thoughts in our mind and the connection between our thoughts and how we're feeling, we slowly start coming a new person. So I redefine recovery as it's not even recovery. It's like a transformation in your identity at the very core of who you're being. Because we we experienced all of these things. We went through the the trouble and trauma and challenges of addiction because we knew when we signed up for this incarnation that we had the power to overcome that and it was going to teach us something and show us something that would help us live our purpose because you wouldn't have signed up for it if you couldn't handle it. There was something about that that you had to learn in order to become the best version of yourself and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a story that that we tell ourselves about some period in our life, but it doesn't define you in any way. So it's about creating a new life based on conscious awareness, using our focus to choose thoughts that serve us, to be aware of the thoughts that are going on and choose something different. Instead of looking at everything that's wrong, start feeling everything that's right. Because the more you can sink in and soak into the present moment, the eternal now, the more you become a different person at the very core of your being, and then everything around you is going to reflect that back to you. You actually don't have to change anything about the world in order to be a part of or show up or, you know, control someone else or have to take something in order to feel better. You don't have to do any of that. You just have to do the internal work of acceptance and relaxation and consciously creating from that place. And we do not use our words to say, I am an addict. That is the opposite of of what we're going to do here. And you are not powerless. You say, I acknowledge my inner life condition of hunger, whatever that may be, and I take full responsibility for changing it because you are the only one who has the power to change your life. You're the only one. And you deserve it. So instead of seeing ourselves as addicts or in recovery or not in recovery, it's like, forget all that and create something new to where now I, I'm at the point in my life, like I no longer identify as an addict and I don't even have any of those same problems. I mean, I still have desires and I still do put power outside of myself and feel that I'm not enough sometimes or feel, you know, ashamed but I, I now have the power to choose something different. And my life reflects that. I don't have to be that person anymore because that was never who I was. That was just a, you know, story I was acting out in order to experience my true power. Because I believe that we all, we all chose to incarnate at this time and we chose our struggles. We had like this, you know, let's call it 
the the cosmic bus stop where we're like talking about what we're going to experience in in this life and whatever we choose to experience is where we needed to grow the most so wherever you are is completely okay if things are not working out exactly the way you wanted them to well then there's a plan for that there that there's a reason we can only control ourselves you can control your thoughts you know to some extent but you really what you have the power over is your your focus and what you choose to be aware of and then your actions and then everything else is out of your hands but you can be sure that whatever it is you're creating in your life in your sphere of influence it has a ripple effect into the outside quote unquote world so that whatever changes are going on there will be reflected. You don't actually have to do all the heavy lifting and planning and obsessing and worrying. You don't have to do that. You just have to be you. So I love you so much. You know that? I love you so much. This is so that that's how I have transformed, you know, from the identity of an addict. Meditation, yoga, being in nature, being thoughtful about my words, about what I say I am to, those whatever word I put after I am, I better make damn sure that's something I really want to be. You feel what I'm saying? You picking up what I'm putting down? The way you create alignment between who you know yourself to be and how you're acting, how you're showing up in the world is by becoming aware of what's going on in there so that you can choose a new reality. That's what you have the power to do. That's actually all you have the power to do because thoughts will come and go. That's universal consciousness. You attract thoughts and things and people that are on the same frequency as you. So as you change, as you raise your vibration, as you become a new person, new things will present themselves to you. And all you really need to do is make those small daily choices that add up to a new life. Because however you're showing up in your life today, whatever you're doing, whatever your habits are, there's a pretty good chance that's how you're going to show up tomorrow. We start with now. We start with today because that's all there is. And you let the rest take care of itself. And if you have any questions about this, if there's something I can help you with in your life and transforming addiction or overcoming whatever struggle it is, you know, that's going on with you right now, you can email me at the the supernatural success coach at gmail.com and follow me on instagram supernatural success coach otherwise make sure to meet me back here next friday for a brand new episode of supernatural success